listening to Phenomenology Club Radio. Hello and thank you for listening to this audio podcast. I am Buttress, the host of Phenomenology Club, which is an interactive online community of artists and thinkers centered around this content that I create and curate online for us to talk about which is why both our tagline for Phenomenology Club and the subtitle for this discussion series is Talk About It. Most of these uploads are originally streamed live on our YouTube page. If you're interested in interacting with those as they happen live, please go subscribe and turn on the notifications at youtube.com slash phenomenologyclub. And in general, to learn more about our club, what we do, and how you can become a member for only $1 a month, please visit our website at www.phenomenology.club. Thank you for listening. Stay trippy. Hello and welcome back to Talk About It, the official podcast series of Phenomenology Club. I'm Butchers, here to talk about nothing but not literally nothing as in the concept of nothing though we can discuss that as well so i recognize that this title might be misleading because i assume people who know anything about this podcast will probably assume that i'm here to literally discuss the concept of nothing but i'm not i'm not actually i'm here to talk about nothing in particular because it's been seven days i believe since my last discussion And in trying to keep with my word, because words are very important to me, I'm here to shoot the shit. That being said, I know it's early. Sorry to my West Coast listeners in particular. You're probably still sleeping. Um, But if you have any ideas for uh, what you'd like to talk about, throw them up in the chat. Let's just go through. Let's just freeball it. I'm always freeballing it, but I don't know. I'm just here to talk about whatever. Some people have told me that they actually prefer when I just discuss nothing in particular, which I can understand, you know, because especially right now, like, what are we all thinking about? We're really kind of thinking about what's going on at any given moment, right? Like, (laughs) Uh, who who wants to hear anything except ideas about what the fuck is going on? There's so much going on. So fuck it. Let's just talk about some of the things that are going on. Uh, and I'm interested in hearing from any of my listeners, too. If any of you are fans of the podcast, I don't know. What do you prefer? Do you guys uh, prefer to go in with a particular topic? Do you prefer to just hear me shooting the shit? Maybe you like a combination of both. Maybe I'll go live and discuss nothing in particular when I don't feel like discussing a particular topic. Especially since even when I do discuss a particular topic, it's just kind of like ramblings about whatever. (laughs) Incoherent ramblings. No real game plan. Not super thought out. Uh, I'm just on a self-hatred vibe right now. Whatever. Who cares? Let's talk about nothing in particular. What have you guys been thinking about? I've been thinking about what everyone seems to have been thinking about, which is everything going on. (laughs) Oh yeah, and I wanted to say I noticed too, the last upload I did about Bella Thorne and gentrifying OnlyFans, uh, the billion dollar corporation OnlyFans being gentrified, uh, I noticed that that upload got about twice as many views as I typically get. So that's interesting and it makes sense and seems to affirm my belief that people want to hear 
um, generally about something relating to what's happening in the now. Um, and what is happening in the now? I mean, maybe part of why I've never particularly felt like I should just come on and talk about whatever's going on in the now is because I just, like, have not been consuming uh, the news too much. Like, I just... Uh, I mean, I have been, I guess I kind of know, but like, I, I think I'm sort of out of the loop as far as like what narratives are like getting the most traction in the now simply because I haven't been on social media as much. It just hasn't interested me. Like, I don't know. Maybe you guys can tell me if you've been using social media, what are like the narratives happening right now? The last thing that I was like, ingesting as far as the news goes was this news about the boogaloo boys i've been thinking about and learning about the boogaloo boys recently because i've heard about the boogaloo boys for a while i don't know if they're called the boogaloo boys or they're just the boogaloos i mean i assume there's boogaloo girls too right i've heard this term thrown around and like it'll be in some discussion about like i don't know anarcho-primitivists and <laughs> All, all these other like terms that I have no familiarity with I mean I know what and prims are now but like you know when you get to like this certain part of social media there's people using all these like buzzwords like sock dems and rad libs and and prims and I'm just like I don't even know what half of them mean and I don't care to look it up so I've heard this term boogaloo and in like some of those conversations and never looked it up but funnily enough vice recommended me a video about the boogaloo boys on youtube and i watched it and i found it highly compelling and i'm wondering if part of the reason it was recommended to me is also because the boogaloos were in the news yesterday apparently some of them got arrested for collaborating or trying to collaborate with the terrorist group Hamas and I'm finding myself highly intrigued right now because you know like for those of you who don't know I know I have listeners also in like Europe and shit but for those of you who don't know the Boogaloos if you look them up they're attributed as being like this right-wing kind of militia group um you know you see all these pictures of protests there's like all different types of guys with guns and shit at these protests and it's generally assumed if you see like a white dude with a gun that he's some part of some like right-wing militia and this is how the boogaloos are always also described but in watching the vice documentary i definitely look it up and by I definitely recommend you look it up. And by the way, I have to say, I feel like Vice has been getting their edge back a little bit. This is something I've noticed as well. I don't know if you guys agree with this. Vice definitely seems to be getting their edge back a little bit. I saw that they did an interview with the Michael Reinhold guy, the guy that shot the right-wing protester and has been on the run, was on the run for days, and then was assassinated when they were trying to arrest him. Hold on, I'm going to turn down my volume a bit. But did you guys see that? Vice got an interview with this guy who was on the run for shooting a right-wing protester at one of these Portland rallies a few days ago. Uh, and they released it, like, right when he, when news broke that he died when they were trying to arrest him. So I gotta give it to Vice. Good job. 
because that that's some that's some uh, a plus journalism i guess i don't know i thought that was pretty cool like okay because vice has definitely become more tame i feel like in the past few years but to get an interview with this guy literally on the run from the feds and then release it right when he gets murdered by the feds i thought that was really um impressive journalism i also liked that uh documentary thing they did on um the uh, the like underground research chemical situation in georgia the country georgia and the techno scene i thought that was kind of edgy kind of dangerous so good job vice i hope that vice continues to up the edge because i don't know how many of you remember but i remember there was a moment that lasted for a long time when Vice was like the height of edgy journalism and they had some impressive journalism back in the day. I think that part of their problem right now is that they're just always making content. They have so much filler and they're trying to like maintain this like hmm, personality that they already built around their programming, which is being like pseudo edgy and stuff. So they'll like they'll do things like i checked into like a a rehab facility for millionaires or something it's like kind of like ooh, it's niche and obscure but it's like whatever this is just like fluff you know so i hope that vice uh, continues to get more dangerous again because i like this kind of programming anyway what was i talking about shit i'm talking about nothing that's right so it doesn't matter what was i saying oh yeah the boogaloo documentary the boogaloos <laughs> The boogaloos are interesting because because, OK, this is something I've observed, too. Like, you know, we all seem to agree that it's weird how there's all of these like right wing groups that talk as if they are so opposed to big government. They're opposed to the federal government. They're all about states rights. Uh, they're all about gun rights, rights to protest. And then you see these people take guns to the protests uh, and almost seem to align themselves with the police. And it's like, well, how, aren't you kind of like a hypocrite? Because it's like you say that you're anti-government and shit and you're all about your protesting rights, your gun rights, all these things. And uh, there's cops literally tear gassing protesters and shooting them with rubber bullets and shit. So shouldn't you be on the side of the protesters? And what I've been learning about the Boogaloos, <laughs> this word, apparently a lot of them are on the side of the protesters and they're not all right wingers either, though they have a massive right wing uh, presence. If you look them up, though, you would think that all they are is a bunch of right wing dude bras that are, you know, holding guns on the side of the police at these protests. But uh, there's also a bunch of leftists in this group. There's also a bunch of right-wingers who actually have taken the side of the protesters. Um, so I find that to be very interesting. They seem to have no core ideology. I believe that their main agenda, from what I've learned so far, I don't know if I'm misspeaking, but what I've learned so far is that their main agenda is to create a civil war between the citizenry and the federal government. And I find that to be... <laughs> I guess a bit refreshing to see right-wingers actually uh, uh, present in this kind of group and also forming coalitions with left-wingers like that group that the not fucking around coalition the coalition of all black militia people led by Grandmaster Jay and Thack and 
FAC. Apparently, they extended support to them, this group of all-armed black people, and uh, Grandmaster, Grandmaster J accepted their support. So they are actually collaborating with more left-wing and anti-racist militias as well. They seem to actually be putting their money where their mouth is, especially, you know, trying to start... Um, even in the, the the people who were arrested for collaborating with Hamas were like left-wing bros and even that I found to be like <laughs> I find that to be impressive you know because like I feel like so many communists Antifa people these left-wing bros they're always like yeah we're gonna take down the government with violence and shit it's like Eh, you're just like going to protest and fighting with other white guys. You're all just like throwing down in the streets, like political fight club or whatever, you know. But like, oh, so like y there's a group of you who actually <laughs> was trying to work with Hamas to take down the American government. I'm impressed. To me, that's putting your money where your mouth is. So, shit. Good job, Boogaloos. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. This is what I've been thinking about. Have you guys seen the news about these people? That's what that's what I've been thinking about uh, in the past 24 hours. The boogaloos looking at the chat. What have you guys been thinking about? Dylan says, talk about funny. No, I will not discuss funny, Dylan. I don't have well-formulated thoughts on funny enough. This is something we've talked about in Phenomenology Club at length by now, but I still don't feel as if I've formulated anything coherent to discuss. We're trying to get to the root of... Uh, comedy and laughter what function does it serve yana says are we going to talk about around again <laughs> we were trying to define the term around in phenomenology club we got pretty far with that one um so that was interesting come on into phenomenology club if you want to uh discuss in depth terms and definitions random terms and definitions like the word around we got pretty far with that when i was pleased with what we did we had someone rage quit this week <laughs> within a course of 24 hours they came in and then rage quit at the same time he was some sort of like men's rights advocate which is fine i've said it I've said it before, I'm very proud of my track record with banning. We have yet to ban anybody on the grounds of having some sort of, <laughs> some sort of like unpopular opinion because, you know, we are not fucking Twitter in Phenomenology Club, okay? Even though we have strict rules against like racist, homophobic, misogynistic abuse, literally nobody has ever been banned on those grounds in the three years that we've been a group, which I imagine is hard to imagine uh, for any of you who use a thing like social media, because nowadays you can be banned for like even the slightest offense. If somebody interprets your thing to be bigoted or hateful, you're gone. You're out of here, you know. Uh, we don't really do that, you know. We'll we'll call you out if we feel something is inappropriate, but we want to discuss it. We want to talk about it. You really have to be very, very explicit in your sort of uh, bigoted hatred if you want to get banned from Phenomenology Club, I guess. I don't even know how you could get banned from Phenomenology Club on those grounds because it's literally never happened ever. So good for us. We are free speech advocates, but... I think it's funny that people don't get people don't get banned from our server. They get so mad they fucking quit. And one of the reasons he quit was because he thought I was fucking with him. 
because I asked him to define a term and he was like, oh, you're going to like get all intellectual on like on me or something. It's like, bro, haven't haven't you heard my podcast? Literally a key player, (laughs) the co-host of the Phenomenology Club podcast is the dictionary. He thought I was like trolling him or something because I asked him to define a term amidst this discussion we were having. Like, bro, this is literally how I talk. Damn kind of hurts kind of hurts to feel like you know someone would think so lowly of me that I'm just trolling them when I'm asking them to define a term like I'm trying to just play some semantics game with you if you knew anything about me you know that language is of the utmost importance to any discussion we have to define our terms before we have our arguments obviously anyway sorry I'm going on about whatever James Dean who has nicer titties Kamala Harris or Elizabeth Warren I don't know, James. Why don't you tell me? I'm a heterosexual woman, so I really don't know about nice titties. All titties look nice to me, so you tell me. <laughs> I have no fucking idea. Um, Barbie. There's infighting between leftists on Reinhold because some are cop-jacketing, saying it was too fishy to not be a psyop, but others are saying that's counter-revolutionary. Well, I have to say, Barbie, and for those of you who don't know, Reinhold, I think that's how you pronounce it, Reinhold, this is the guy that shot a right-wing protester, um, and then was on the run for a few days, uh, and then got killed when they were arresting him. I have to say, when the news first broke, I did think that it was super fishy because I saw the footage, just like I'm sure many of you did, and it seemed so, like, they weren't even fighting, you know, like, or at least from what I could tell from the footage, it's incredibly grainy, it starts right before the shooting, but it sounds like someone is saying, and I don't know if this is what they're actually saying, but it sounds like someone is saying, hey, we got one over here, and then another guy's like, right here, and then they shoot him, and then they run. So I was like, I have to say, this seems fishy because it's like, why did this guy just randomly shoot this other guy on the street? They weren't even fucking fighting. And at first I was like, well, shit, maybe it is some sort of a psyop because also there was that other shooting committed by that 19 year old kid. What was his name? Kyle Rittenhouse or something a few days previous where a a right wing dude shot some uh, leftist protesters. He killed, I think, two of them, or he shot three of them, and at least one died. I don't know, maybe two died. You know, it seemed almost like, like, why, what was this shooting? Like, it it didn't even look, there was, like, there was a lot of people there. There didn't appear to be a scuffle or anything. He just runs up, shoots him, and runs, you know? So, it's like... I I have to admit, I felt like it might have been a psyop, too. So, what I did was... (laughs) Immediately log on to 4chan because, like it or not, 4chan always has the breaking news. I wanted to find the guy's name uh, or, you know, the name of the suspect in this shooting, the right, the guy, Reinhold, who shot him. And this was before they were even publishing his name. So I found his name on 4chan, looked him up, and they had already, like, published, uh, they were, like, finding his criminal record and shit. The guy... (laughs) Yeah, 4chan is like the peak of reporting. They have the highest journalistic standard, I have to say. They actually identified this guy. I think it's Michael Reinold. 4chan identified him because there's a video of him from a month before talking to a news organization. It might have been Bloomberg or something. He got shot 
in the arm during some scuffle amidst the protest because this is portland too we're like you know they're just like living twitter on the streets <laughs> like it's just like twitter in real life on the streets with guns involved they're just like fighting all day long in portland it's like crazy over there and it's always like that i hear so i hear even when protests are not going on yeah he had um like a criminal record that was really shoddy it seems like he might have uh issues with drugs he's got like a big black lives matter tattoo on his neck and i'm not trying to be like judgmental but like it the guy if i could be honest the guy seemed unhinged like, his criminal record was, like, unhinged stuff. Like, drag racing his 17-year-old son or something. I don't know. I don't want to get flagged for misinformation or something. So let me say that I really don't know exactly. But as soon as I started to read about this guy's criminal record and watch the interview of him from a month previous, which was used to identify him in this footage of the shooting, because he was wearing the same hat, <laughs> uh, I was like, okay, this isn't a psyop. This guy's just nuts, kind of. Or he's volatile. That's how I felt. And I gotta say, I mean, who knows? I didn't... I, I, It's really hard to tell from the footage. But, like, what the fuck was that guy doing? Like, why did he shoot that other guy? It did not look like there was any sort of a skirmish or anything, you know? Like, and to see, like, quote-unquote left-wing people then just, just defend him for shooting this right-wing protester, like... Why are you defending him? He seems like he's just kind of this unhinged guy that might have a problem with drugs that just kind of shot a stranger in the street. He also, uh, I believe, was a veteran. This guy, I think, had PTSD and uh, he has some sort of like a drug problem. That's what I think. So I, I don't think that it was some sort of a psyop. I think he was acting on his own. I think he was bugging. He was tweaking in the fucking street. And he shot some right-wing protester. I don't know why. In the interview with Vice, which you guys should watch, it's only 11 minutes long, when he was on the run, he said that apparently, um, apparently there was reason for him to feel threatened he felt as if the guy that he shot was going to harm his friend and now i don't know if this guy was armed the guy who got shot i forget the name of the right wing group he was a part of do you guys know was that guy armed i don't know if that guy was even armed but it uh, he says that he felt he was threatened but he didn't say why he said his lawyers had advised him against speaking against that which i personally find to be kind of uh unbelievable too because it's like well you're out here doing an interview with vice while you're already on the run from the feds what's the point of this interview if you can't even like speak your truth guy you know like just fucking say it like does it really matter and now you're dead and now we'll never hear your side of the story you know i didn't really believe that and i gotta be honest like i kind of feel like that guy's like i mean he has kids you could see in the interview that that um that that they used to identify him like he had his 17 year old daughter with him uh while he was scuffling with dudes on the street and got shot in the arm like what are you doing guy you know you have kids and now your kids are gonna be in danger you're dead now your kids are like in hiding with i don't know your antifa friends or something who knows like you're endangering your children because like you're tweaking in the streets and shot somebody i don't know I, I just don't really necessarily feel like, uh, I, I feel bad for anyone who's dead. He shouldn't have gotten shot. The police need to, uh, you know, 
learn how to arrest people proper. But at the same time, there's apparently reports of people who are on the scene that said they heard upwards of 40 gunshots when this was going down. So I assume he had a gun and was like unloading into the police officers when they were trying to arrest him. At a certain point, I guess if there's literally a shootout, I don't know how you're supposed to arrest someone. Just keep shooting till they run out of bullets. I don't know. I'm not defending the fucking cops. I could give a fuck, but this guy didn't seem like I, I don't think it's like a psyop or anything is what I'm trying to say I think this guy was tweaking I think he shot someone for no fucking reason in the streets and so it's weird to see like left-wing groups like uh, unabashedly support him when I don't I think he was just acting as some sort of lone wolf you know I don't really think that this is some sort of like psyop operation definitely not uh and it's like I mean I, I don't know. People are saying, like, when this happened, people were saying, like, now there's going to be a civil war. Now there's going to be, like, protesters are just going to keep shooting each other because these stories keep going up. But it's like, dude, haven't you been reading the news? There's been people shooting each other at protests. I don't necessarily think this reveals some sort of escalation just because there's two stories this week about a right-wing protester shooting someone and a left-wing protester shooting someone. You know, like, uh, there's been people shooting each other. Maybe this is the first time it's resulted in deaths, you know. Uh, so, I don't really fuck, you know. I don't know. But, but, amidst all of this, <laughs> I'm gonna be paying attention to the Boogaloo Boys because I'm very fascinated by what I perceive to be an actual reaching across the aisle with left-wingers and right-wingers uniting under this Boogaloo banner, apparently, and teaming up against the federal government. And I don't even know if I support them necessarily, because it's like, well, I don't necessarily support some civil war, because what do you... you I, I support building a plan for what's going to happen after it, but I admire anybody who's really about what they say they're about, you know? Just as I <laughs> typically admire... Uh, zealots, religious zealots, and people who put their money where their mouth is much more than these fucking mediocre Christians or Muslims. People who really go all out, I admire them much more. I, I guess I'm kind of in admiration of what I'm learning about some of these boogaloos. <laughs> they seem to actually, uh, the right-wingers seem to be putting their money where their mouth is and teaming up with the protesters against the federal government and the left-wingers are collaborating with hamas you want to take down the american government i can't really see a much better way than teaming up with like <laughs> like international terrorist organizations so i mean you're about it if you're going to be about it be about it so shoot good for them <laughs> i and if my youtube channel uh <laughs> disappears Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to all of this. Okay, let me let me read. Barbie, very recently tatted. Yeah, I don't think I even finished that thought. I feel bad saying it, but like, he was like, I don't know. I know a meth addict when I see one. I'm not trying to say he was a meth addict, but it's like you have this big black, black Lives Matter tat on your neck. You're kind of bugged out. Like, I don't know. I just felt like he was off and on drugs. That's just what I felt. Sorry, I don't know if it's true, but like, you know, he definitely just went out and got this huge neck tattoo. It has to have been in the past week or a few weeks. Like, I don't know. He just, he seemed weird to me. Um. 
Barbie. In the Vice interview, he didn't mention BLM or police either, but calls himself a lefty anarchist. Yeah, I believe that he calls himself on social media a proud Antifa member or something. But, like, what does that even fucking mean? You know, these people have no goal. I'm I'm so jaded with a lot of this shit anyway because I just feel like it's a lot of bored white people. That's genuinely how I feel, you know. A lot of bored white people that need adventure in their life that also need to feel some sort of uh, feeling that they are important. What better way to feel that you're important by going out into the street and just mindlessly like (laughs) taking out your angst on everyday objects, you know, like... I don't really see what, like, many of these people are doing, you know. And it's just a lot of, like, white dudes, too. Just, it's like, oh, look at all these shootings. Who's who's shooting and who's getting shot? White dudes, you know. It's like, they're just, like, fight clubbing in the fucking street. I think they're having a great fucking time. That's what I'm observing. Call me out if you think I'm wrong. But I'm seeing a lot of people just like fight clubbing in the fucking streets, you know. And I think that a lot of these people genuinely believe that they're doing something noble. And maybe they are in a certain sense. You know, there's always so much talk about like you can only say so much. You got to be about it. Words speak louder than actions. All of these things I agree with. But like I'm someone who very much believes that without a plan and a strategy anything that you do is ultimately worthless and that's why i'm kind of over a lot of what i'm seeing because it's like you're not even mobilizing towards a goal action without a goal is inaction like if you don't have and this is my problem with a lot of like communists and shit they're always talking about movement our movement our uprising all this shit but they're never talking about what we're working towards what's what are we moving to you know if you want to go somewhere you have a fucking map You know, the movement is the easy part. You know where you are at point A. You need to see where you're going to point B, right? Pick your point B, and then the movement becomes obvious. You know what I'm saying? I feel like a lot of communists don't have a well-articulated point B from what I'm observing. You know, when I say communists, I just mean self-identified communists, these people on social media. All All I ever see them talk about is the movement. I never see them talk about the point B. But it's like... The point B, once you have a point B, the movement is obvious, you know? That's the easy part, the movement. The hard part is articulating and crafting your perfect point B. And a perfect example of this would be Karl Marx himself, you know? What did he do? He wasn't out here in the streets burning shit down. I'm sure he would support that, but he sat around and fucking thought all day. Sitting around thinking. And look, now his name is echoed everywhere. He has inspired huge political movements in his name. You know, what did he do his whole life? He sat and thought about his fucking point B. (laughs) He sat and thought about shit. This is what people need more of. We're always talking about, oh, you gotta act. Like, what good is sitting and thinking? It's like, bro, Karl Marx, that's literally all he fucking did. Sat around thinking. (laughs) Reading Hegel and thinking. So we could all use a little bit more of that, especially if we're going to be talking about movement, a thing that is useless without a a plan for where we're moving to. Otherwise, you're moving in any fucking direction. (sighs) Anyway, Cammy says Hamas. (laughs) That's right, comrade. (laughs) Hamas. Um, Let's see. Reading. 
God, this is just like political commentary, but who cares? This is what people want to hear, right? Who cares? As long as I'm not one of these like Twitch streamers that's just like making uh, thousands on Patreon for my lukewarm takes about Joe Biden or whatever the hell, then I'm not embarrassed of myself. <laughs> How, we're in a, we're in a, you can't really have no thoughts on politics right now, you know? I, I would kill, I would, oops, I would really dislike myself if I was ever just some like political commentator. That's so gross to me. I just can't stand these people, but once in a while you gotta just sit down and shoot the shit about current events, right? Um, let's see. Barbie, while being pro-Palestine, honestly, I'm surprised by the material support to Hamas, too, but it seems to be rooted in their beliefs that Jews run the world <laughs> can lean anti-Semitic. Yeah, Barbie, um, but that's part of, I think, my, it all ties into my general intrigue period about what I'm seeing with the Boogaloos, you know, <laughs> to go back to the Boogaloo, Boogaloos. Oh, and by the way, they wear Hawaiian shirts, which I think is funny, too. Uh, what was I going to say? Part of what I find really fascinating about them is, like, they are demonstrating to me that people actually can unite with drastically different political viewpoints. And I'm not sure how these things go down on the street because I'm not a part of this fucking white dude uh, fight club throwdown on the streets. But, like, it seems like they are legitimately uniting groups that have nothing in common. And I think part of the reason they're able to do this is because they really have no ideology. They're all simply united in their opposition to the federal government. So, you know, even though a lot of them are right-wingers, the fact that, in fact, Grandmaster... Grandmaster Jay's all-black militia accepted their support, I think, has to do with the fact that, like, okay, even though I know a lot of these boogaloos are racist and right-wingers, like, they are opposed to the federal government, and so is my group, you know? And so maybe we can team up on those grounds, and the same might go with, like, for Hamas, you know? What do we have in common except wanting to, like, take down the American government or something, you know? So it's, like, I, I find that interesting because... If anything is observable in the now, it's that people have a very strictly low tolerance for any sort of even the most strategic coalitions. And I think that that's interesting to think about, you know, like people right now on both sides of these arguments are so, uh, you know, caught up with disavowing the other one at any cost. And this is part of why I think you're seeing so much hypocrisy from like right wing groups, for example, who say they're anti federal government and yet they're on the side of the police when it comes to the protests. Like, how does that make any fucking sense? You should be able to lend your support to the protesters, even if you're the most racist motherfucker in the world. You can see that they're tear gassing and shooting protesters. Then it stands to reason that if your ultimate idea is that the federal government is the ultimate threat to personal liberties then you would be on the side of the protesters you know what i'm saying so it's interesting to see a group that has so many right wingers actually kind of stick to that idea it seems like they're being less hypocritical than a lot of these other groups and it's also the first time i feel like i've seen any sort of left-wing groups feel comfortable uniting with these more right-winger types uh, in the interest of, I guess, trying to create more of a unified force in opposition to the federal government. So, I'm intrigued. This is all I'm trying to say. I'm intrigued, and I'm feeling a little impressed. 
I guess. Because I feel like I'm just never seeing people put their money where their fucking mouth is. And everyone's a fucking hypocrite. It's interesting seeing far right and far left people unite under this weird uh, umbrella term. I don't know. But also, I only found out who these people were like two days ago. So who fucking knows? I definitely think that uh, they overwhelmingly, the majority of people who identify as boogaloos are right-wingers and also a lot of them are uh i think a lot of them are anti-protesters but it seems more and more that this might be changing perhaps this is part of why i'm hearing about them because i've heard more and more about the them coming out on the side of the protesters and collaborating with hamas <laughs> now uh, this is funny elizabeth says uh commies be like we need revolution but when you're like hey do this for harm reduction they're like that's not the revolution like sir what are you doing for the movement right now what do you mean by that elizabeth and barbie says i think in response to elizabeth do what for harm reduction vote well how do you guys feel about this because this is something i've seen um put forward by many people that voting for biden is necessary harm reduction at this point and They've been saying this before COVID, and I have to admit that I did not align with this idea at all pre-COVID, the idea that Biden would minimize harm. But now that we are in the throes of COVID, unemployment is still rising, infection rates are uh, still, I, th I don't know if they're rising or what, they seem to be pretty high still i haven't read about them in like a week i do kind of feel like we need some serious harm reduction right now only as it relates to covid that's what i personally believe because before covid i felt like well what does biden represent a return to the status quo that might actually be even more damaging than four more years of trump because if anything trump's presidency is making the general public much more aware of and talking about all these uh, realities of the American political system in which the status quo is a fucking huge problem in and of itself. We cannot return to the status quo, especially since the status quo is the very thing that created Trump, you know? Like, if, you, if we return to the status quo, then how do we know that another Trump won't come every fucking four or eight years, you know? So we cannot return to the status quo. And I was honestly kind of afraid that, like, well, what if Biden wins and we just return to the status quo? But this was before COVID. Now that COVID's here, I'm like, dude, this is absolutely ridiculous what we're going through. Like, I feel like we might need Biden to deal with fucking COVID at this point, you know? What do you guys think? Because, like, uh, do you, I don't know about another four years in quarantine. How many people have died so far? 180-something thousand? Like, Jesus, are we just gonna... And th the federal government is doing literally nothing. It took, what, three, four months for Trump to even say that wearing a mask is good? I think that's the most he has done. He hired that crazy doctor lady who was talking about demons causing COVID and shit. It's like, bro, this is bad. We need some sort of federal effort organized around the COVID issue. Like, I, I think that this is kind of the number one most pressing issue at the moment, and for this reason, I I do think uh, that probably we need Biden at this point, if anything, just for harm reduction as it relates to the COVID issue. What do you guys think about that? <laughs> Dylan, philosophy is the head, 
proletariat is the heart. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, dude. I'm I'm sick of people always talking about like action over anything else. Your action is nothing if you don't first think about your actions, you know? You're just acting out in the streets and getting into random fights between dude bros doing nothing. But, you know, it's easier and better to tell yourself, "Hey, I'm doing something. I'm a I'm doing the action. I'm being proactive." Like what? By getting into a fist fight with a Nazi? Like you're having fun. You can't admit it to yourself. That's why you have to tell yourself that I'm doing a great thing. And I care about, uh... I care about, uh, racism in America and shit. Like, no you don't. You just want to fight on the street. It's like your fantasy. I mean, there's a reason that so many of our movies in America and shit are about violence and there's fires. and It's like, it's a, it's a fucking dream for people. It's exciting, especially right now when you can't do anything else. I'm going to go uh, out in the street and rage. I'm not speaking about all the protesters, of course. I'm thinking specifically about all of this. It's just a big culture within the protesters. I would say that it might have it might have even dominated the protest by now. These dude bras that just want to throw down and have a great time. It's like Twitter gang wars. <laughs> oh, God. Elizabeth, I'm not sure how I feel about voting as harm reduction, but there's many things you can do other than telling people to read and research, which seems to be what many communists do online. I am voting for Biden basically only for a COVID plan. Before COVID, I didn't plan on voting. Okay, Elizabeth, so I assume you align with some of what I was just saying. Because, yeah, I mean, COVID, COVID really threw us for a loop, huh? Everything's different now, huh? Barbie, seems in general most commies who organize are involved in mutual aid, gardening projects, housing support, union tenant orgs, and protection progs, and giving out free texts. Well, that's good. Uh, I definitely hear Elizabeth, too, who's, who's talking about how, you know, a lot of these communists just seem to like go online and be like, I'm a communist, read, do your reading. So you can agree with my interpretation of the text. That's a problem too. You know, everyone like will give their interpretation of a thing. And if you disagree with it, they'll be like, well, you just haven't read enough as if like your interpretation of the text can't differ from anyone else's, you know, this is part of the problem and why they need more thinking. And isn't this an integral part of communism itself? I don't know. We don't have our club communist present for this discussion. But I've heard that there's like an entire <laughs> section, council created, supposed to be created within communist organization that is tasked with uh, basically, oh, what are they called? They're basically tasked with like, interpreting communist texts and theories like in the most rational way and creating agreement where there is none i guess almost like something analogous to the supreme court or something whose job it is to interpret the constitution i forget what they're called is it the vanguard <laughs> i'm showing how stupid i am about communism look i'm getting around to it i just have to care and these uh twitter commies are not doing a good job at convincing me to care but I'll get there I'll get there I promise mm -hmm. 
Barbie, his COVID plan doesn't include universal health care, bottom line, and he wants to open up everything, too. Hmm. So, Barbie, you don't think that a Biden presidency would even help with COVID? I wonder. I mean, I personally feel like he would do more than what Trump is doing right now. I feel like there would be more federal initiatives, maybe at the federal level. They would... um make like mask wearing mandatory something like this also the federal government is tasked with um controlling interstate travel maybe they could put restrictions on travel i'm sure that would create an uproar with a right-wing opposition but like shit i mean it's better than doing nothing we're like literally doing nothing right now as the covid death tolls just rage in their respective states and as long as one state is fucking glowing hot red with covid cases then the rest of us are fucked too that's my problem you know because what else are we gonna do build a wall around fucking new york like come on Uh, if there's any state that's like a hotbed of infection we're all fucked we need to get that shit out of here so that's why a lot of people expect the federal government to do something because it impacts the entire country it shouldn't be left up to each individual state to take care of this because this is a thing that is traveling across state lines and now states are tasked with protecting themselves the federal government is supposed to be in charge of interstate relationships it's not right that like you know certain states are just getting together to do the job of the federal government and create initiatives for how they're going to try to more positively impact their neighbors you know so maybe i'm naive because i don't know i haven't been keeping up with what joe biden's saying at all i don't even feel like he says shit is the man even alive i don't know but i assume that he will do something more than what Trump is doing. And if anything, Trump is also actively, like, causing trouble about this shit, which is ridiculous. It's a fucking pandemic. Why is this a fucking issue? It did not have to become this, you know? Like, <laughs> talking about the legitimacy of mass and shit, talking about, like, pseudoscience, like, promoting random therapies that scientists are saying are bunk. Like, come on, you're literally... If, if the man literally just did nothing... We would be in a better position. But he's like actually actively working against any progress we could be making. The fact that COVID cases, I think, literally peaked last month when we've been in quarantine for how many months now? Six months? It peaked last month? We're literally working backwards. Come on. <sighs> but maybe I'm being naive, you know? The only other countries I can really compare us to aren't really come like in size which i guess would be what i mean i mean what's the what we have 330 million residents what's the closest other nation in size to us i'm not even sure what that would be you know china is much larger india is much larger how many people live in russia let's look it up how many russian citizens but who knows what's going on with them 129 million okay so they're like less than half of us um what countries have similar populations sizes to the u.s this isn't gonna give me anything this is a really bad google thing but i'm trying to i'm trying to see okay i have a list okay so china and India are at the top. Oh, wow. We're the third most populous country. I didn't even know that. Okay, so Indonesia. Wow, that's fascinating. Indonesia has so many people because they're pretty tiny. Land speaking, land-wise speaking, 
they're the fourth most populated with 262 million. That's crazy. Isn't Indonesia kind of small as far as landmass goes? Wow. That's crazy. Okay, so they're the probably the closest to us in population size. I'm not sure exactly how they're doing. Hmm. Let's see. Barbie, doing more than Trump on COVID is enough to win your vote to put someone in commander-in-chief than damn vote my mama in. She's a medical assistant. I think she has basic human empathy, too. Ugh. Yeah, Barbie. So, I mean, I look, I'm not well uh, read on current um, politics because, yeah, I'm, I definitely feel the malaise. I don't feel like Biden. I'm not like gung ho about Biden. <laughs> like, um, I just it's been my assumption based on everything I'm observing that Biden is uh, better for us right now specifically as it relates to the covid issue everything else i'm like eh. but who knows i mean maybe you're more jaded than i am for good reasons that uh biden would be completely useless just as useless as trump so james well i hate to say that the numbers are inflated the hospitals get like 30k if they mark the death as a covid death so if you overdose and have covid it's most likely marked a covid death well i mean i've heard this 30k thing as well i don't know where it comes from if someone could link me to the news it sounds suspicious to me i'm not sure i believe it because where would 30k come from for um we have 180,000 deaths who's giving the hospitals 30k for a covid death i don't know if i believe that i heard that on joe rogan (laughs) and joe rogan loves to get conspiratorial people on his podcast so i definitely am skeptical of this news uh article period i want to hear where it's coming from But you have to think, James, it's like, well, even if someone dies from a drug overdose and has COVID, isn't that still significant? You know, if you have COVID and die because of some other type of comorbidity, is that now not relevant or something? Because we all know that COVID uh, basically like just like ravages your fucking body. So it stands to reason and it makes sense that why a lot of people dying are people with other comorbidities like obesity, diabetes, lung disorders, all these things, you know. I don't personally feel like that like that information doesn't make me feel like, oh, that's crazy, you know. It's like, well, yeah, that makes sense to me. COVID is a disease that like greatly exacerbates any other underlying health conditions you have. The fact that you wouldn't be dead if you didn't have COVID is still very significant to me. And it's also very significant as far as it relates to like, um, you know, fees that hospitals need for things. Because like, think about it, you get somebody who ODs into your hospital um, and they have COVID and they die. Doesn't that still represent a need in that hospital, you know? Because why are they getting 30K? I assume, and I don't believe this 30K figure, by the way, until I see some reason to believe in it. But let's assume that it's true. They would probably be getting that money because the hospital needs more resources to deal with COVID and shit. You have 
COVID positive people in the emergency room, that means there's probably COVID people that they infected locally that are also going to end up in the emergency room. You need supplies to keep that person isolated. Like, what would be the difference if that person died not of a drug overdose and had COVID or if they died because of a drug overdose and also had COVID? You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's really a big deal why they died at the end of the day. If they had COVID, I would say that still represents a huge fucking problem. The fact that this thing is just, like, ravaging our population. You know? Um. Looking at the comments. James, also, if you lock someone inside for years, even just months, they would most likely develop other illnesses, depression, or drug use. Uh, I mean, but we're not really locked up, are we? We're just not allowed to go to the movie theater, not allowed to go to bars, not allowed to go to certain shows, you know? I don't think that, uh, I think that many people would stay home even if they were allowed to go to a bar. Like, if you were allowed to go to a club right now, would you go? I would absolutely not go. And that could arguably still create depression. So what's the next argument? We need to force open all the bars. I'm not going to a fucking bar right now. I would be depressed if I had COVID. <laughs> and if I died of COVID. And if people I love die of COVID, you know. So it's like, well, I don't really see this argument either. It's unfortunate. And of course, many people are going to have depression. But they're going to have depression anyway. Just witnessing this pandemic work its way around the fucking world. And kill people that we know and love personally. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, it fucking sucks, but that's life. <laughs> Pandemics happen. What you gonna do? I don't know, dude. Not here. Oh, this Levy says, not here in Joplin, Missouri. Nobody gives a fuck about COVID that here. Why? What does it look like there? Shit. All right. I've been here almost an hour. Any other current events you guys are thinking about? So I could continue talking about nothing in particular. One day I'll definitely talk about nothing as a specific concept. Because that's interesting. But not today. Today I'm just talking about nothing in particular. Early chat. To keep my word. It's been seven days since the last upload. What I talk about? I talked about the Boogaloo Boys. I talked about Vice. Talked about Michael Reinhold. Kyle Rittenhouse. Hamas. <laughs> COVID. Joe Biden. What else is going on? Is the Bella Thorne narrative still running strong on social media? <laughs> that she gentrified a $1 billion company? Is that still happening? How's, this, how's social media doing with astrology? Are they still on that? Or is it now moved on to manifesting? <laughs> I heard that manifesting is replacing astrology. Uh, what a world what a world Barbie where I'm from people are all going out with the places that open outside dining and such well that's you make a sad face are you saying that they're not really following the guidelines because I've definitely seen places doing open dining and shit that are definitely not following the recommended guidelines uh so fuck that but um but, uh, but I've also seen people do outdoor dining and shit and following the guidelines. I've been out to eat once. 
um, following the guidelines, of course, and it was nice, but it was still kind of weird, you know, especially, like, I had anxiety, like, eating my burger. It's like, oh, shit, I have to touch this? Wait, I can't touch this. I brought my hand sanitizer, though, so, you know, that was fine. Wore a mask, you know. It's nice to try and get out where you can, so I guess it's good that there's open dining, but not if you're not following the fucking guidelines. You better follow those. <laughs> Barbie, yes, spiritual awakening. Oh, God, don't get me started. More like fucking regressing into the alternate Christianity. Manifesting in astrology have officially filled the void Christianity left behind. They fulfill the same function, making people a bunch of dumb fucking morons that don't want to think about shit. The stars, no. It's up to the stars. Everything happens for a reason. If I put my mind to it, I can change my eye color with 432 kilohertz binaural beats. Shit. Alright, well, I'm gonna get out of here. <laughs> Hope that we had fun. And again, please tell me. Maybe leave a comment if you can. If you enjoy just shooting the shit about nothing. Girl, what's my sign? Don't ask me such dumb questions. Here, I'll pose it to the crowd. If you know my sign, because I know some of you do. Because I, I know you know my birthday. If you know my sign, please say nothing. If you don't know my sign, and you believe in astrology... Guess. I dare you to guess. Because every time people say something, every time people say, see, you just said it. Don't say it. Delete that. Delete that. Don't look. Don't look. Don't look. Don't look. I'm deleting it. If you don't know my sign and you believe in astrology, guess right now. Because every time you tell one of these people your sign, they're like, oh my God, I knew it. You are such a Sagittarius. I'm not a Sagittarius. There's your one hint. Because otherwise I wouldn't have said it. What sign am I? Based on what you know about me, you astrology nerds. Tell me. You tell me. Let's go. Let's go. And, and well, say why as well. Give me your why. Say what sign I am and why. Because astrology is this purely func per pure, perfectly functioning system, right? So, um, you should be able to guess. If astrology is so consistent, you should be able to know my sign because I'm very open about myself and what I think and believe in shit. There's a lot of information you could use to guess my sign by now. You should fucking know. So let's go. What's my fucking sign? Levy says, Virgo or Capricorn, Barbie, Gemini, Aries. Tell me why. Why do you guys think these things? <laughs> and you both gave two. That, isn't that cheating? You should be able to know. Elizabeth, Pisces, because that's what I am, and we are both cool. <laughs> My sister guesses Aquarius. Well, oh, she's listening with you. Hi, hi, Elizabeth's sister. Barbie, you're such a fiery speaker, and you love thinking and working that mental muscle. Oh, thanks. Uh-uh, says Taurus, just because. Chris, your sign is Capri Sun. That's right. I'll tell you before I depart from here. I am a Pisces as Elizabeth guessed. <laughs> but Elizabeth said because that's what you are and Pisces are cool. Pisces are cool because everyone's cool. I'm a Pisces. Literally none of you got it right. Someone else said Aries, Scorpio, or Cancer. Nope. See, you're all full of shit. None of you know shit. I'm shaming you. 
every time I read Pisces uh, horoscopes too, they literally have nothing to do with me. Like the description of Pisces is just this like weepy, uh, emotional, empathetic, like the person. Like I am not, I do not relate to the Pisces sign. Let's look at the Pisces horoscope actually. Let, let's see what, what it is this week or something. Pisces horoscope. Okay. Pisces traits. Compassionate. <laughs> Negative. Artistic. Yup, that's true. But who the fuck isn't? I'm sure there's artists of every sign. Intuitive. Whatever the fuck that means. I don't even believe in intuition. Gentle. Yeah, fucking right. Opposite of gentle. Wise. Ooh, maybe. Musical. Yeah, sure. But every sign can be musical. So I'm artistic and musical. That's really literally everything it got right. Oh, and I guess I'm wise, but I'm sure other signs say that too. Weaknesses. Fearful. I'm scared of dogs. That's true. Overly trusting. Absolutely not. I trust no man or woman. Sad. No. Honestly not. I mean, sometimes, but who the fuck isn't? Desire to escape reality. Mm, no. I'm like obsessed with defining reality. Can be a victim or a martyr. What? Okay. <laughs> this is so stupid. I am nothing like this. Where's my horoscope though? Tell me my future. This is so dumb. I have nothing to do with any of this. Have you seen that video of some guy who passed out um, the horoscope to everybody in a class? What did he do? He passed out a horoscope to something to something. He was like, "Okay, this is this is your horoscope. Do you relate to this?" And everyone answered yes, I think. And then he was like, "Well, I gave you all the same one." <laughs> so like everyone felt this deep affinity with their horoscope description, and literally everyone received the same thing. Cuz think about it. I mean, this is the kind of language that it uses, like you're wise, gentle, artistic, sometimes afraid, sometimes don't know how to trust. Like give that to anybody and they're going to be like, "Oh my god, you know what? That's true. That's true." So it's like, dude, get over it. But hey, I heard that you're all on to manifesting now. So, that's cool, I guess. <laughs> Manifesting is a little more phenomenological than astrology. Maybe people are like going to get into Thelema or something now and trying to change matter with their mind and shit. I guess that's a step up, right? If we're going to have like a dumb spirituality present at all times, at least we're, gonna, we're going a little more in the direction of science fiction, which we should be onto by now. So that's cool, I guess. Good for us. Maybe it's a bad thing, though, you know. Because everyone now is like, oh, DMT, consciousness creates reality. Like, my pineal gland is calcified, binaural beats. Like, I think that's why the manifesting thing is getting so big. <sighs> Whatever, I'm over it. I'm not even getting started about this. Anyway, what? They're talking about astrology and phenomenology club discord? You better stop. I'm about to come in there. If I see you guys talking about astrology in the general chat... I'm throwing down. You better stop and delete right now. Oh, wait. You can't delete. The proof the proof is there. I'm going to fuck you guys up. Astrology chat. Astrology can only be talked about in the mystical bullshit channel or the fucking Yu-Gi-Oh channel. So let's go. All right. Anyway, I'm going to get out of here. Um, please give me a thumbs up. 
because it helps my algorithm or whatever the fuck. Um, and also let me know if you guys appreciate this kind of a format. Uh, because I've been thinking about what I want to do with this. You know, I've said I've, I'll go live every five to seven days, which I've been doing. But I've just kind of been feeling like I want to start doing something else. I'm not sure exactly what. Maybe adopt a specific theme or new format for the show. I was thinking about like maybe like doing a specific word every week or something. <laughs> like let's just talk about one specific word every week. This has been season zero of Phenomenology Club. I have like 65 uploads now. I think it's time to move on to season one. And I'm thinking about maybe doing a new format. Maybe incorporating some live audio editing or something. Like what I did for the Christmas special. Something fun. I don't know. I've been brainstorming. So let me know if you have any ideas. Or if you think that it's better to just like do general social commentary takes every week. And then can go into rants about what sentience is or whatever the fuck. As we're discussing current events. I don't know. Thanks for the likes. One more appeal to likes. Please give me a thumbs up. Feed my babies. Um, I hope you're all well and safe. Staying safe. Watch the Boogaloo documentary. Um, and fucking have a great Sunday. I'll talk to you later. Goodbye.